Hi guys and welcome to episode 22 of Trust in the Process with myself Deborah Chosen. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Yo, where do we begin guys? <laughs> Let me first of all start by saying that I really really hope that you are all well. I hope that you are all healthy at this time and I really hope that you're staying safe and staying at home. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> one for the books? I think so. It's crazy because of course many of us have seen all those different posts that kind of insinuate that 2020 is cancelled and in many ways, despite everything that we've already seen, I do want to remind us and encourage us that 2020 is not cancelled, that there is still hope, there's still the remaining amount of the year and God can do so much with what to us may look like so little. But with that said, I do think it needs to be acknowledged that this has been an interesting year. Um, For some people, this year already began with its challenges. You know, some of us had a rude beginning to the year and had kind of overcome or were already navigating our own difficulties when, of course, COVID-19 kind of introduced itself to the world. Um, Since then... (sighs) The internet has been ablaze, Um, social media has been ablaze with, you know, different thoughts, different fears, different theories, conspiracy theories, hold tight the 4G and 5G crew, (laughs) I'm definitely side eyeing you, but there's been so much talk around this and I think that one of the things that I'm realising in this time of lockdown is that this is actually an opportunity if we so choose, for us to be introspective. In fact, I would actually argue that at this point, we almost don't even have the option. You know, for a lot of us, there are some people who might be listening to this who ordinarily you keep yourself super, super busy because you'd rather not have to think introspectively. So you'd rather not have to think about the things that that hurt or the things that are difficult or the things that are um, complex about yourself. And so we've been so accustomed to busy in our lives and just filling them with things so that we don't have to be alone and with ourselves and now here we are especially those of us in the UK you know I'm speaking from someone that that's based obviously here we've been thrusted into this lockdown season where ultimately outside of our family and our loved ones you know the people that we live with we are very much so isolated so to speak we have to face ourselves and we have to be introspective and we our thoughts are suddenly louder I find you know the the things that I'm learning about myself are somewhat louder than they may have been in another season where there would be more distractions and I think that if you so choose to learn some things from this season again it's not by force (laughs) it's not by force but if you find that you you are learning things about yourself if those learnings end up making you better if you can apply that wisdom to actually improve your life post COVID-19 then something good came of this you know something good came of this and I think that the way that I tend to approach life and it's not always easy 
but is that if there was a lesson learned, then it wasn't entirely in vain. Now, before I do kind of proceed with this episode, I do want to acknowledge those who may have lost someone, those who themselves might be dealing with some health challenges at this time, um, and just every single person that's been affected in one way or another by this pandemic. And I just want to send out my thoughts, my my love, my prayers to you all. And I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you and I'm praying that God will kind of bring us all out of this at his appointed time. Um, But without further ado, this episode is going to be about the lessons that I have been learning during the lockdown. Before I continue, I do have to say a big shout out to those of you who are subscribed to the TTP mailing list. So if you didn't already know, the TTP mailing list is a weekly newsletter which provides you guys with the lowdown on how I am navigating my own journey and how I am having to trust the process at the time. So I've recently restarted this. I definitely went on a long break. Like I said, and if you're subscribed, you'll probably have an inkling as to why I went on the break Um, but essentially I am now back to writing weekly and I sent out the last letter just a few days ago which received an amazing reception and there's just so much more than what is said here on the podcast that I share through there which I really think can impact you can inspire you and hopefully in this season can encourage you and so if you would like to subscribe to the newsletter then just check out the description in this episode um, or alternatively you can go to my Instagram page that's either Deborah Chosen or Trust in the Process pod or you can just follow both and the link to subscribe is in the bio but without further ado Let's get into this good episode, Seven Lessons Learned in the Lockdown. So I think one of the biggest things that I'm learning in this time is what is important and what is not. Now, I'm sure we'll all agree that there's something about having your usual activities and your usual way of life stripped all the way back that causes you to realise what actually truly matters. So in a time like right now, the majority of people, I would assume, are not necessarily worrying about their outfit. We're not necessarily worrying about how good our hair looks. Do we still want it to be maintainable and manageable? Yes, that's why I just did some box braids. <laughs> but we're not necessarily worried about the things that we were normally worried about. FOMO is no longer an issue. Like FOMO is legit not a thing right now because what is there to even what is there to envy in anyone right now? We're all on the same level. It's literally leveled the playing field. So regardless of what your following is, regardless of what your relationship status is, race, creed, age, anything, we are all currently on the same level in that we are all on lockdown and we are all essentially facing this pandemic together. Now with that said, one of the things that I found is it's revealed to me that a lot of the things that we take for granted in life um, are actually just a luxury and not a necessity. So I'll give you an example. Whilst I do miss eating out, trust me guys, like I love with me when it comes to eating out one of my favorite things about it is actually just the ambiance and is just leaving your house it's the activity as opposed to just the food so I miss that I miss it however when push comes to shove when everything is removed from you and you are literally on lockdown suddenly you recognize that just having food in the fridge is of greater importance for example when lockdown happened we were not all running to our restaurants or well, some of us, I know a lot of people ran to McDonald's. 
just before they declared their own lockdown but for the most part we were not running to our restaurants and thinking I need to give them all the money I need to buy all their food we were running to the supermarkets suddenly the heroes in this in this time are the Asdas are the Lidl's are the Tesco's and the reason being is that when it all comes down to it we've essentially been reduced to the most basic level of living it kind of reminds me of gosh I think it's called Hounslow's hierarchy of needs somebody's gonna come and correct me forgive me I'm not googling this (laughs) not right now anyways but we're reduced to the most basic of needs human connection food water warmth shelter you know in a time like this whilst yes trust me I miss going out you know I miss kind of being able to socialize I'm now recognizing that look all I have right now in this moment is home and so actually what is important in this moment is that home is a peaceful environment and that really of what value is it if I was constantly running to those different things such as restaurants and going out and seeking peace outside of home when when I come home there is no peace it's futile And I think that for many of us, our priorities are aligning. You know, there's a saying that was on, um, that is, should I say, on Instagram and is going around a little bit. But it's essentially saying that in the midst of wishing that we could go back to normal, let's also consider the things that are not worth returning to. And when I read this, y'all, I was like, oh, take my offering. Take it all. Take it all. Take every last penny because that will preach, that will preach, it's something that I had recognised maybe about two weeks really into this whole quarantine season, was that actually a lot of the things that we miss potentially weren't even good for us or good to us, it's just that we had become so familiar with them that we had began to not even be able to really hold them up against a microscope and examine is this thing adding to my life truly or is it just that it's become a force of habit you know not everything that was normal that we knew to be normal is worth returning to I would like to pose to you guys a question that I asked on Twitter and that's what thing or things have you began to adopt in this season that you will take into your life post COVID-19 What thing or things have you began to adopt in this season that you will take into your life post COVID-19? And the reason that I ask this is because this season has really forced some of us to take drastic measures to look after our self-care, to look after our health. So for some of us, (laughs) now this is definitely me calling myself out, for some of us, we weren't even necessarily consistent with the gym just before this happened, right? However, when Pure Gym came around and said, oh, we're gonna freeze your membership during this time, we were like, yes, I'm gonna save some money. But then we began to realize, right, okay, being at home and not being active at all is not working for my mental health. It's not working for my physical health. I need to make a change. And so some of us began to adopt online workouts so some of us follow people such as just Jean on Instagram um, I'm recently following Body by Sierra who is amazing whose workouts I've subscribed to the point is that I've suddenly decided to make a different kind of investment into my health and fitness because right now it seems and it is 
very important to me. And I look at that behavior. I look at the fact that some of us have, have started meditation apps. You know, some people have subscribed to apps such as Calm, for example. Some people are practicing mindfulness more because there is such a strong need for it. And it, it necessitates the question, do we have to wait until we are in crisis before we treat ourselves as well as we are doing now? Lesson number two is actually a great segue from that because the lesson is that self-care is not cancelled. That's right, y'all. Self-care is still happening. Self-care is still a necessity. In fact, if anything, self-care is more a necessity now than ever before. However, one of the challenges about this season, about this lockdown period, is how can I be creative with my self-care? Now, what do I mean by that? For a lot of us, our self-care was found in things that were outside of us. So for example, self-care to me looks like going to the spa. Self-care to me looks like brunch on a Saturday with my girls. Self-care to me looks like a shopping spree. Some of these things are no longer accessible in this season and even shopping online, for example, just yields different kinds of results because where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Anybody seeing these outfits? Where are you even, like, where, where are you going? Where are you going? Now, that's not to say that some of us are not still finding satisfaction in buying things online, yes, but the reality is that when your options are limited, you have to begin to ask yourself, how can I be more creative with my self-care? If I'm not able to access that spa, how can I bring that same level of relaxation, that same level of peace and stillness into my bedroom? How can I bring that into my house? How can I bring that into my living room, wherever it is that you may find that you're dwelling in? It's about really getting to understand the heart of what your self-care does for you. So when you begin to realise that it's not in the flashiness of the hotel that I stay in. It's not in how many stars are next to that review for that restaurant. What it's ultimately about in the moment when I'm seeking these different forms of self-care, maybe it's about the fact that I am still. So for example, when I'm going to the spa and I'm having a massage, it's the stillness element of it. It's the calming element of it. And then you begin to ask yourself, how can I create that same calmness and stillness out of my current environment? So could it be things such as getting a humidifier and some essential oils and being more intentional about kind of practicing that at nighttime? Is it a thing of listening to affirmations via Spotify, for example, or listening to meditation? Is it yoga? finding new ways to look after ourselves is a beautiful journey to be embarking on and one which ultimately I believe will bless us in times to come. Lesson number three is that we all have our crutches. Now what do I mean by a crutch? So a crutch is the thing that you run to when you feel down, when you feel sad, when you feel frustrated, when you feel bored. What are your crutches? maybe that thing is no longer accessible and I think that's the challenge in this time that it reveals to us that oh usually when I'm bored I go to this restaurant or when I'm bored I call this person or I go to visit this person should I say that person who you have no business going to see but it reveals to us when our options are stripped from us it reveals to us what we inherently and maybe even instinctly would ordinarily run towards. So it reveals to us 
what our almost like a jerk reaction what our jerk reaction normally is to certain emotions so when you feel bored you might realize that a lot of the things that you were doing before that you were only doing them because you were bored or a lot of the places that you were going you were only going to for validation because right now in this season as you're not going to those places you're finding that suddenly you don't feel as validated you know there's no one that's complimenting you at that wedding there's no one that's kind of coveting that that bag that you have or whatever the item might be and you're wondering why there's a bit of a a hole why there's a little bit of a gaping feeling of I don't feel affirmed in life right now it's so important and so crucial that we identify these different crutches because these things are not healthy things to stand on. It's like the parable of, you know, the man that built his house on sand and the man that built his house on rock. You know, rock is a firm foundation. It is a steady thing to build upon. These crutches, these things which are dispensable, these things which cannot truly last, these things which can't actually give us the affirmation, the validation that we so much desire and crave, these things will all pass away. And so we do good to recognise that maybe I've been building my house on sand. Maybe I have been building my house on sand and actually maybe it was quicksand, it was sinking. And maybe, just maybe this pause is an opportunity for us to reevaluate those shaky foundations that we were beginning to build up that we would normally not even second guess. Lesson number four is for the lovers and that is <laughs> that distance makes the heart grow fonder. Now I said it's for the lovers but this really applies across the board whether it is your romantic significant other, it's your friendships, for many of us it's our church It is true that distance, that separation, when there is true love and when it is a healthy bond, does make the heart grow fonder. How many of us, since we no longer can attend church, have an even greater appreciation for the body of Christ? One of the things I find really interesting about this season is that it's really revealed to us that church is so much more than the building. It is so, so, so much more than the building. Church is the people. But with that said, the gift of fellowship is something that I think many of us, because it had never been taken away from us, had began to take for granted. You know, the beauty of just seeing your your loved ones, you know, your church family on a Sunday and a hug from your pastor or, or your friend or someone in the choir, whatever it may have been. That environment was one that became so normal to us that never, if you had told us at the beginning of the year, oh, you're not going to be able to go to church for about a month, by the way, due to a global pandemic. <laughs> Most of us would have said, I bind you, Satan, like, or we just would have refused to hear. (laughs) But the reality of life is such that when there is distance created, that the heart does grow fonder, that we build a fondness for that thing that is currently missed. So I really do believe that for a lot of us, when we return to normality, and I should add that normality will probably not look like what it once did. It can't. 
in fact, a lot of things will have changed. But when we return to our new normal, should I say, I think and I hope that we'll return with a newfound appreciation for the people and the things that maybe we once took for granted, such as our loved ones, our church people, our friends. Often, you know, it's often said you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And at a time like this, that phrase could not be any more true. You know, we already had harsh reminders of this in the beginning of the year with things such as the passing of Kobe Bryant that really just opened our eyes to really reflect on the fact that life is so fragile, to reflect on the fickleness of humanity, to realise that that person, that friend, that relative that maybe you have a grudge with or maybe you're bitter with or, or have any kind of just disconnection with at this moment, it doesn't matter, it's not worth it because tomorrow is not promised. And I think that in many ways that for those of us that are in lockdown, it's a reminder to hold those people a lot tighter, to hold on to those friendships a lot tighter, to hold on to church a lot tighter, to invest in the church, to invest in the body of Christ. Because at times like this, we've rallied together, we found ways to still connect and fellowship online, even against all the odds. But let's not just wait until we don't have something before we appreciate it. While we have these things, let us be grateful and let us make the most of the now. Lesson number five leads on from this and it is that we were made for connection. You and I were made for connection and if I'm honest I had began to take that for granted. Never in our lifetime have we been in a situation like this whereby we are literally not allowed (laughs) to see our friends. If for those of us that are African I'm sure some people are listening and thinking no no Deborah that was that was my childhood. I definitely, definitely did self-isolation as a child. And listen, my heart goes out to you because I know how it can be. (laughs) I know how it can be. But never have we globally had the government tell us that we cannot go out. And with that, a lot of us are just not able to see our friends, our loved ones, our family members as we previously could access them. And so what has that revealed to me? What has that revealed to us? What have you noticed about that? What has that done for you? The desire for connection is one of the most innate, inherent and natural desires that a human being has. It's as natural as breathing. We were made for connection, whether you're an extrovert, whether you're an introvert, we need each other, we need people. I think one of the things that I've seen in this time is that the true strength of relationship is not in how long you've known each other it's not in how how often you talk to one another the true strength of relationship is in your connection because in this time it's not necessarily that we only miss the people that we've known for x amount of years look I even miss meeting new people I miss people who I've never met (laughs) that's how insane this is right so the value the true strength of your relationship is not in the longevity how long you've been friends or how often you talk it's in the depth of your connection what we're craving right now is to connect with one another from apps such as house party to netflix party the many ig lives that i'm sure we have all attended 
at the heart of it, what we're looking for is a way to come together, is a way to fellowship as human beings. In many ways, that's beautiful because that realisation affirms that we need one another. It really helps us to humble ourselves, (laughs) like really humble ourselves. How many of you have never been this needy for your friends in your life? Like, I want my friends so bad. (laughs) I want my loved ones. I want new people. I want all of it. But that humbles us. It humbles us and it reminds us of what is truly important. And at the heart of it, that is connection. Lesson number six of what I have learned during the lockdown, and this is one of my favourites, is that innovation is birthed in limitations. I'll say that again. Innovation is birthed in limitations. I want you guys to cast your minds back a little bit. So think about a time where maybe you've struggled financially. Um, For some of you, it was university, hey? (laughs) That student loan didn't really get allocated correctly. And, you know, certain months you were bit low on money. During that time, what did you begin to do? What practices did you begin to create to save money? What things did you begin to do yourself that maybe before you outsourced to someone? So for me, when I was in university, I suddenly realised that having someone do my hair, something that I normally took for granted when all I had to do was be in college and live at home and not pay rent and things like that, suddenly it was quite a luxury. And what did I do? I began to learn how to do my own hair. This was in the good old days where everybody was on YouTube. Every tutorial you could ever imagine was beginning to come about on YouTube. And so box braids, Senegalese twists, weave. Heck, I think I even, did I relax my hair? No, I didn't relax my hair. That's where, that's where I drew the line. I Yeah, me and chemicals, probably not a good mix but anything you can imagine I was doing myself and it's interesting because in this lockdown season literally just a few days ago I kind of looked at my hair and I was like "Mm, I need to put this away and so I proceeded to put it into some big chunky boho braids if you care and um, put that together in a matter of hours and as I was doing it my brother asked me "Um, when did you learn how to do hair or how and that's when I realised that it was in a season of lack. Sometimes we need things to be taken away from us to encourage us and to really accelerate creativity how many businesses right now have been forced to innovate quickly businesses who previously were archaic were traditional were stuck in their ways have had no choice but to learn how to become agile it's really a case of get with the program or get left behind and that sounds harsh but especially for tech brands you know especially for tech companies at a time like this you really have to move with the wave. You have to ride with the waves. This is not a season for swimming against the tide as it pertains to innovation. You have to move with the times. You just have to. You know, I think about people online who have been able to pivot so masterfully and been able to kind of still offer their services or even just community um, to their online um, following. People such as DJ Nice. How many people have tuned into DJ Nice? Like shout out to him, Club Quarantine, you know, Plush Sundays have done their thing. I'm pretty sure DLT have done their thing. I'm just naming a few different kind of 
day party companies here in the UK. For the fitness girl, Sierra London, let me let me say a couple of things about Sierra London for a second, because I massively applaud her and the way that she has pivoted in this season. So for those that don't know, Sierra London is a fitness instructor, um, otherwise known as a personal trainer, and she's based in London. And truth be told, I had not heard of this woman until this lockdown season began. It was during the lockdown season that I actually discovered her because what she began to do was to offer really, really, really good, informative, full, robust workout sessions via IG Live. Of course, a lot of people have began to utilize IG Lives and I think that that, even that in itself opens up so much opportunity to us. But she's one person who is smashing it right now because what she began to do is switch from having a free offering. Um, so she was offering these different workouts, but once she was able to create a community to get us engaged and invested in what we were building together, she was able to switch to pivot and to actually create a paid subscription to those same workouts. So in theory, we're paying for something that we once upon a time got for free However, we now see the value in it because she took the time to build community. And at a time like now, where, as I said before, we are isolated, so to speak, and we are craving connection, we are also craving community. And so it's natural that we will run towards these different things, such as these IG lives and these online communities. And I think that it's actually a powerful thing for a lot of businesses right now if they choose to take advantage of it. And so that leads me on to my final lesson, which is that perspective is everything. Whether you see opportunity in this season or not depends on your perspective. Whether you see hope in this season or not depends on your perspective. Everything that we do, everything that we don't do depends on how we see a situation. So for those of you that ascribe to my mailing list, you'll know that in the last TTP letter, I spoke about the importance of shifting our focus. Now, why do I say this? Because in a time like this, it's become so clear how susceptible our emotions and our actions are to what we intake. So how many people have seen someone online saying, limit your social media use, um, watch your intake of bad news, increase your intake of positivity. Now, what's the reason for this? The reason for this is because as we think, so we are. If we're dwelling on bad things, guess what we're going to birth? <laughs> and I, I sometimes I kind of wish it wasn't that simple. Sometimes I really do, but it is. Like it really is at the heart of it. It is that simple. We as human beings are that um, responsive to that which we choose to focus on. And so what are you focusing on in this season? What is taking your attention? Where is the majority of your time going? What are you investing yourself into? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? You know, there's nothing worse in a time like this if your anxiety is high. There's nothing worse than being in a group chat where every two seconds, everyone's just updating you on the death count. Like, thanks guys, this is, this is really great for my health, never felt better. <laughs> like, but we have an onus for ourselves to create the necessary boundaries that we need in order to manage our mental health, in order to manage our perspective. How you respond to this season has everything to do with the lens through which you view it. And so I encourage you to pay attention to the lens that you've been looking at life through. 
If some alterations need to be made, then make them. You are perfectly capable and you owe it to yourself, to your sanity and to your peace of mind to create an environment in which you can thrive. So guys, that's all that I have for today, episode 22. You have been listening to myself, Deborah Chosen. I would love to hear from you guys. What lessons are you learning in the lockdown? Let me know. Head over to Twitter. I'm at Deborah Chosen. Tweet me, shout me, let me know. Holler at me on Instagram again at Deborah Chosen. And of course, if you're not already, be sure to be following the podcast on Instagram at Trust in the Process Pod. Okay, feel free to share your screen grabs absolutely love it when you guys include me in your mentions when you're listening to the podcast so keep it coming and I will continue to do my best to bring this content to you I have some exciting things in the works during this lockdown season so keep your eyes peeled whatever you do and wherever you are I'm wishing you all well during this time but until next time guys remember to keep trust in the process and I'll see you guys in the next one